In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Get a whole new perspective on Ram 1500 and Ram Heavy Duty. Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year at the Ram Start Something New sales event. Now during Owner Appreciation Month, financing at $11,250 in total values on the 2019 Ram 1500 Classic Bighorn Crew Cab. Hurry in for great deals during the Ram Start Something New sales event. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Package values based on combined value of package items. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery from dealer stock by 2-3-2020. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the latest episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons defeated the Los Angeles Rams 26-13 in the wildcard round of the playoffs on Saturday night out on a slippery field at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. The Falcons had a couple heroes on special teams. The offensive line grinded it out, and the defense stepped up to their challenge and slowed down the league's highest-rated offense that was averaging 30 points a game. They held them 17 points under their average. Let's hear from Coach Quinn here at the outset as we go into the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're going to talk to Coach Quinn about proven opportunities, health, and the offensive line. Special teams, item number two. Item number three, the tackling was on point. Item number four, the offense, what worked against the Rams. And then we'll close by taking a peek ahead to looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, who the Falcons will play in the divisional round of the playoffs on Saturday at 4.35 p.m. on NBC TV. Here's Coach Quinn. All right, that's Coach Quinn's opening statement from the Monday, uh, excuse me, Sunday conference call. Um, today is Monday, and uh, in Falcons week, that's really um, Tuesday, so there's no uh, availability. Everybody's off, and um, uh, you know, so we uh, we have the conference call from Monday. I'm gonna try to fast forward through that uh, so we can hear. Uh, Coach Dan discuss uh, the health of the team and the uh, offensive line here. Uh, you know they didn't come; they came out of the game without any major injuries, uh, and uh, you know that was important there for them. And uh, you know the Falcons uh, certainly will move into this Philadelphia game uh, in pretty good health. Pretty good health. We're working our way uh, up to that point here on his uh, conference call. I want to skip the boring stuff and get to my questions. So here we go. Uh, 
together with the uh, medical staff here shortly. But uh, coming off the game last night and visiting with the uh, with the medical team, uh, should, we should have some guys that will be limited during the week, much like they were last week. But no one had a setback, as far as we know, uh, heading into this week. So we're very encouraged by that, um, you know, from a medical standpoint. And uh, this week we're into a normal week, where last week was a little bit shorter. So I'm sure the extra day uh, for the team to get ready and, and just kind of treat it like a normal functioning week uh, will certainly help as well. And you can, can you speak to the play of the Lions, uh, especially in the second half there? Uh, which side of the ball, man? Uh, the, the offensive line. I thought uh, in the game, I thought, uh, you know, we knew coming in this team, you know, they're very explosive as rushers. And uh, we thought going in, that would be a factor led to make sure uh, we have some opportunities to control at the line of scrimmage. Now, the yards per carry might not have been as high. You know, we had 39 attempts, uh, and it was 3-2, and I think Matt may have had, you know, five or six of those. However, uh, I did like the intent of the finish, especially in the second half. I think it started uh, really in the second half. There was a really strong run by Freeman uh, where he really owned the ball, lowered his shoulder, had a good finish. And that was the one that kind of ignited everybody for the second half in the run game. I thought he was the one that kind of exploded that part uh, to have that long drive go. Um, and having that the ability to, to run it in the second half, I thought uh, behind the scenes led was a, a real big part of this game. Thanks, Coach. There you have it, Coach Quinn talking about the help of the team and the offensive line uh, and how they played against the Rams. Let's move on to the special teams who really came out and did their thing uh, against the Rams, uh, helping the Falcons build a 13-point uh, halftime lead. Uh, the Falcons turned their two turnovers into 10 points and uh, helped them keep the upstart Rams at bay. Uh, DeMonte Casey had a big hit there. Had Kamal Ishmael with the recovery. And Leroy Reynolds coming up with the fumble recovery after a muffed uh, punt that ran into a couple of the the Rams players. Those were key plays, especially given that the Falcons are going to be playing the Eagles uh, coming up this week. The Eagles had over 100 yards and return yards last year in that uh, 25-14 win on November the 13th up in uh, Philadelphia last season at Lincoln Financial Field was the 10th game of the season. But we'll hear more about that as the week progresses. There's a look back at that game up already on myajc.com if you want to go look up the particulars of that game and what happened. The Falcons gave up a season high 208 yards rushing that day. Uh, I think they were looking ahead to the bye week. They were off the next week and uh, may have got caught slipping looking past the Eagles last year. That won't be the case on on Saturday, though. Another thing that come out of the Rams game that was uh, uh, important was that the tackling was on point. You know, he couldn't let Gurley slip tackles or, or uh, fake guys out, and they did a good job of it. I remember one open field tackle by Brian Poole that, uh, you know, just stopped Gurley in his tracks. He was trying to break, and he's a strong back. So uh, Brian Poole did a great job of tackling. He only had four, but that was one of the big tackles of the game. Uh, the Rams screen game was pretty much shut down because of the tackling. 
Rams only completed four of ten screens for 29 yards, which was uh, way below their uh, average and one of the staples of their offense. So the Falcons took that away and did that with some on-point tackling. Deion Jones had ten, Keanu Neal seven, and we have to give it up to Robert Alford. He had three pass breakups. I thought he could have picked one of them off and three tackles. Um, uh, didn't remember, uh, you know, folks ho- holler about his penalties and so forth. But, hey, he he had three pass breakups, and he's been, t- you know, getting targeted a lot. Um, Desmond Trufant had a rough day, but we'll visit that later in the week. Uh, Robert Woods had 142 yards receiving, nine catches. Uh, man, I didn't know he was that good. Uh, or had that? I didn't know he had 142 in him, but he did. That was a uh, great game by Robert Woods, uh, the former Buffalo Bill and USC Trojan. Now, Coach Quinn talked about this a little bit earlier, the uh, play of the offensive line. That big run he was talking about was behind left tackle Jake Matthews, and they finally got something going there in the third quarter. Uh, you know, they it wasn't the greatest rushing attack of all time, but it was functional. And... Uh, Took a lot of time off the clock, and Ryan Schrader told me that, hey, they knew in that drive they could see the Rams getting tired. And once you start leaning on the line and you take away the best part of their their defense, uh, you know you know you're in pretty good shape the rest of the way. Falcons added that late touchdown uh, to wrap things up. And the big part of that was the play of the offensive line, which, you know, had to keep fighting, keep fighting um, through the slippery conditions, uh, gave up some sacks in the first half, couldn't get the run busted in the first half. But in the second half, they took control of that game. Spoke to Coach Chris Morgan after the game, and uh, he gave his boys the nod. You know, he was like, I was like, hey, your guys took care of it in the second half, and he was real proud of the work they did against the Los Angeles Rams. That's, uh, just remember his name, Chris Morgan, one of the top offensive line, young offensive line coaches in the league. Let's take a peek ahead here. They're playing the Eagles. We know uh, uh, the Eagles won the NFC West. They're 13-3, and the number one seed. They lost their quarterback, Carson Wentz, who led them out to this great record. And Nick Foles tried to close the season for him. That's that's why the Falcons are being installed as the favorite in this game. They uh, clearly believe the Falcons' um, defense can control Nick Foles and, uh, you know, the running game. LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi. Now, uh, just peeking ahead here, the... The uh, Eagles' defense, I want to look at them because they're, they're pretty stout. It's an amazing group over there of guy, a collection of guys, and I can't even get – I don't have all of them here. But Brandon Graham, 9.5 sacks. They had 38 this year. Fletcher Cox had 5.5, and Barnett and Chris Lung had five each. So, And I don't even have Vinny Curry. I'm not even talking about him yet. And then Malcolm Jenkins on the back end. We'll look a little closer at that defense as uh, in our next uh, edition of the Bowtie Chronicles, where we will devote the whole time to the Eagles. Now, Jay Ajay, I mentioned him. You remember him. He's the only back to rush for over 100 yards against the Falcons this season. But that was when he was with the Miami Dolphins. He got traded. And now they have two big backs, him and LeGarrette Blunt. And, you know, as I said, the Eagles ran for 300, 208 yards last year against the Falcons. So, uh, 
they developed their passing attack, but it was all around Carson Wentz. And, uh, you know, they had, you know, a 16 plus 9, that's 25 touchdown passes to their top receivers. Zach Ertz, 74 catches, 824 and 8 TDs. I got to make sure I'm pronouncing this one right. Nelson Aguilar, 62 catches, 768 and 8 touchdowns. And then Alshon Jeffries, our former South Carolina Gamecock, 57 catches, 789 and 9 touchdowns. So, yeah, the Eagles had a hop flying pass with attack. Uh, from Doug Peterson, he's an Andy uh, Reid guy out of the Green Bay West Coast uh, line. He used to cover him when he played for the Packers and was Brett Favre's backup. It's one of the young up-and-coming coaches in the league and has really had that offense going in high gear. So he's got to now retool it and fit it for Nick Foles. And, uh, uh, you know, they had some, some games to experiment with that down the stretch. And, and that was with mixed results. So, uh, you know, we'll get more into the Eagles here. The full uh, next broadcast of the uh, pot, pot, uh, the Bowtie Chronicles will, you know, be devoted to the Eagles. So that was it for today. Coach Dan Quinn talking about a proven opportunity coming up. The health of the team, the offensive line and their play. Uh, the special teams, that's going to be big this week. We'll hear a lot about it. And the tackling, the tackling's on point. You got a chance to win if you're blocking and tackling. And the Falcons certainly tackled, and they blocked on offense. It, they, it didn't look pretty early, but they kept on with it, and it eventually wore down the Rams. Then we'll peek ahead to this game against the Eagles. That's what we did here today on the latest episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons, take care, enjoy the national championship game tonight, and have a great week. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.